my heart embraced the will of God, my path aligned with His plan. As children of God, we have been given the ability to both obtain and enjoy wealth. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I'm so excited to invite you to join this very special weekly program to learn more about your finances. This is not an investment series, nor are we focused on making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made until this point. Instead, we'll talk about how you can maximize what God has already placed in your hands. Hi, my name is Tamara Hill, creator of Lift Off Your Finances, and I am beyond thrilled to be here with you today, especially because you all um, have been so good to me. I came here last fall announcing my conference, Lift Off Your Finances, that we had here in Denver last fall, and the response was so nice. I mean, many of you reached out to the web through the website or called, and then thank you to KLTT Radio for inviting me out to talk more about the program. Uh, to help promote that conference, then follow up and share some of the great learnings and experiences that we had. So um, all of that led to me being here with you. And so, so excited to join you on a weekly basis to talk about how you can lift off your finances. And so because I know that I don't know all of you, I'd like to introduce myself and also reintroduce myself to those of you who do know me. Um, I am a native Texan living here in Denver, Colorado, and um, just really loving it out here like many of you. And I'm really passionate about helping people in every aspect of their Christian lives, but particularly their finances. And so I'll just be transparent and say that was not my idea. I never have wanted to be the one to just say I'm the expert on finances, but it naturally evolved from the experiences that I've had as a Christian and really trying to live a life that pleases God and also one that functions well in the world that we live in. So I just want to talk to you about where we get started with this and why Lift Off Your Finances is for you. It's not just a program for someone who's having problems with their finances. Lift Off Your Finances is for everyone. I mean, if you're in a situation where God has blessed you to really a rain in life, so to speak, and a rain in your finances, that's wonderful. I hope that this content will inspire you to, to really share that knowledge with others and, and help um, give to those who may be going through a different a difficult time right now. Um, and if you're somewhere in the middle where you're like, I'm doing okay, but I want to learn more, you certainly will learn a lot, as well as those who feel like right now I'm not where I want to be financially. There's a place for you here with Lift Off Your Finances. So I want to tell you more about how Lift Off Your Finances began. As you heard me say in the intro, this is not a program about judgment or making you feel bad about any financial decisions that you've made up until this point, simply because we've all made mistakes. I mean, much of this that I'm sharing with you is based on firsthand mistakes. So, you know, we don't have to repeat the same mistakes. Let's help each other out. And we're starting here. So I have had many um, financial incidences in my life, starting from when I was little. I'm not a person who comes from wealth. Um, and like most people, I did not receive a formal financial education where you learn all these steps about personal finance and budgeting and goal setting. Unfortunately, they teach us more about you know other topics than they do that in school. So a lot of this came from learning. A lot of it came from career experiences. And I'm just thrilled to put that together for you. So lift off your finances specifically when my mindset changed about finances happened during the Great Recession. 
And I just think to myself, it's interesting how what they call great oftentimes is a challenge. Right now, we're talking about in the news the great resignation. And I don't know how great that is either. But nevertheless, during the Great Recession, if you remember this, this was when um, there was a U.S., uh, really a, a worldwide housing crisis. But really here in the U.S., we had that due to the subprime lending. At that time, I was working um, I hadn't started where I was working. I, I needed to change jobs. So it was already a time where it was difficult to, to find work. People were stressed. You know, they were worried about their uh, ends not meeting. Doesn't that sound like what we're going through now in the pandemic? So this is a time very similar to now, and I was looking for work. And I was on my way to work, uh, to this job interview, excuse me, and I knew that it would take me about an hour and a half to get there. Now, at this time, I was living in Houston still, so, you know, a long drive. It was only a 20-minute trip, but in peak traffic, it was an hour and a half. And please don't ask me why. That morning, I only allotted an hour and 15 minutes for this trip. Not a good move. So anyway, I got dressed, got ready. I'm in the car and sitting in the middle of six lanes of traffic in Houston, Texas. Just a crazy situation. And I could see the building where I'm supposed to go do this interview, but it was clear I wasn't going to make it. So I thought, okay, I'll be responsible and give them a call. And I got that ding, ding, ding. Your phone has been disconnected. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> what am I going to do is I have to get to this job interview. And so you could still dial the customer service number even though it was disconnected. And they answered. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm really in a situation where I need to make a call. I'm not sure why my phone is disconnected. And they said, well, you haven't paid the bill. And I, th I thought, no, I just paid it a couple days ago. They said, well, you did. But unfortunately, you know, based on how that was late, now you're late again. And it's due. And it also has some late fees and penalties. So I was like, OK, I can't go through all this right now. Let me have uh, let me just give you my credit card. And they said, sorry, your card has been declined. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just sitting here in the middle of traffic need to get this job, not want the job, need the job. And I couldn't even call them to tell them I was running late because my finances were in such disarray. So anyway, I did the next logical thing. I said, um, okay, God, um, I'm going to pray. <laughs> Lord, please open up this traffic. I got to get here. I got to get this job. Open it up. You open up the Red Sea. You can open this up. And of course, he didn't do that. Uh, so I was just sitting there. I had to just sit and so when I finally got off the freeway, and keep in mind, I could see the building the whole time I'm sitting here. I was literally 45 minutes late. That's terrible. But again, you know, I, I really needed the job. So I went in there. And when I got there, they had already cleared the waiting area. And I had to literally knock on the window. And someone came and said, hey, how can I help you? And I said, well, I'm here for a job interview. And I remember the receptionist saying, you are do you realize you're 45 minutes late? And I said, I am. And she said, well, well why didn't you just call? How embarrassing, right? I wasn't going to sit there and tell her, oh, I couldn't call because my finances are a mess. My phone got disconnected. I don't know what I'm doing. I couldn't tell her that. So I just kind of smiled, and I don't know what I said, but I went in there, and by the grace of God, he gave me favor. I got that job, which is a miracle. So I got the job, went home excited about it, and they mailed me my official offer letter. Now, I had applied for many jobs, and, and this job was really described by the function in terms of communications, which is my specialty. And so 
when I actually looked at the offer letter, I saw my my true company job title, and it was banker number three. I mean, talk about irony. I'm like, how could I be the banker of anything? I obviously don't know anything about finances. But to be completely transparent, that's where my financial journey began, and that's where Lift Off Your Finances began. That was a moment that was so um, pivotal for me that it made me say, I can't live like this anymore. And, and to really go to God and pray and say, you know what, I need help in this area. Um, I don't want to, you know, disappoint you. And I, I just don't think that I want to keep going into new settings where they don't know if I'm going to show up or not. And it's just because I didn't have a phone. How, how terrible is that? So when I prayed like that, and that's the key principle with lifting off your finances, is to be sincere in prayer. I mean, prayer is between you and the Lord. It's a direct conversation, and you can tell them. Very similar to what I did. You know, God, please help me. Help me to see the right things. Help me to learn. What, what resources do I need? And so I thought it was a great blessing that God placed me in a bank. Because over that next uh, year and a half while I worked there, I learned so much about the banking industry, about money, uh, principles, and to convey that in a very simple way, because again, we were in the middle of a banking recession and there was a lot of need for financial education. And so my job was to really simplify those concepts uh, to help the public um, during that time. And so that foundation led me to where we are today with lifting off your finances. So again, I hope that that story lets you know that, you know, this is not a place of judgment. Everyone has a starting point, and if you um, are a believer in the Lord, there is always hope. And so that's a big principle here with Lift Off Your Finances. So we're going to continue talking um, throughout the program, sharing some more uh, foundational concepts. This is our first program. But I want to make sure um, that I tell you how to get more information. So as you can imagine, in this format, we can only talk about so much, but we can definitely we definitely have more resources available for you on my website, myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. So myliftoff.net is uh, my website, Lift Off Your Finances with Tamara Hill, and you'll see all kinds of resources there. You'll see um, an expansion of what we're going to talk about now, which is understanding the bottom line. But then you'll also see other key foundational topics for lifting off your finances. You'll also see um, topics on current events. Um, one that we had recently was about the Great Resignation. I mentioned that earlier, and you know, for those of you who aren't familiar with that, that's basically... Um, you know, economists are noting that several people are quitting their jobs in unprecedented numbers. And my first question is, well, if they're quitting their jobs, where are they going? <laughs> what are they doing for an income? So current topics like that, we like to talk about that, too, and, and share that uh, through the website. Um, and then on there, you can also share with me your feedback about the program. I'd love to meet you, too, and hear more about you. So feel free to contact me there. I have a contact uh, section and also, you can email me or call, and, and I would love to hear from you, and thank you so much uh, for listening. So now that you know about the website, let's get back to one of the basic principles of Lift Off Your Finances, and that is understanding your bottom line. And simply put, your bottom line consists of two things. That is the sum total of your housing costs and the sum total of your transportation costs. These two figures will definitely let you know where you are financially. And so think about that. Why would I focus on just those two categories? 
I get asked that question all the time because if you're like me, if you look up traditional financial resources, they'll give you a budget form and they want to know everything from, you know, what is your housing cost, your transportation costs, what do you do for leisure, what do you do for eating out, all those details. And I agree, if you want to know every single detail, you can do that, but just to be transparent, that can be very overwhelming. So I have found that the bottom line um, formula, which is, again, the sum total of your housing costs and then the sum total of your transportation costs, that's much easier to calculate. So let's talk about this in real terms. So your housing costs would be either your rent or your mortgage payment plus what has to stay on so that you can live there. So that's like your electricity, your uh, your gas, whatever else that you must have to stay there. And then your transportation, that's either a car note, um, that's your insurance, just those basic things, not getting down to how much gas you use, but basically the major payments, your car note, or if you don't have a car, even if you have public transportation, if you're buying a public transportation pass or a train pass, you want to include that. So as a working example to tell you how quickly you can figure that out, here in Denver, the average salary is noted as $60,000. So that's about $5,000 a month. And I think that's pretty good. So, but when you take out the taxes, if, and we're making this a really simple um, formula because I know that you're probably driving or doing other things and not looking at a computer, but if you're making $5,000 a month and you're single, you're actually bringing home about $3,600 a month. And so, you know, okay, at the end of the day, for the month of March, I have $3,600. So when you look at those housing costs, let's say your housing costs add up to about $2,300 between your apartment rent or your mortgage and the lights and gas and water. And then you have a $500 car note and $200 of monthly insurance. So you're spending $2,300 on housing, $700 on your transportation. So that's $3,000. Okay, so that's $3,000 worth of bottom line expenses. They're bottom line because you cannot function without them. You need housing. And if you're working, you need transportation. So basically, when you have those bottom line expenses, um, if you have that $3,000 a month, remember, you're only bringing home $3,600. So that means that you have $600 left to do whatever else you need to do, whether that's um, take care of those expenses, uh, daycare, any medical bills, all that. And so if you think about that, you work so hard all month, and all you have left after paying housing and transportation is $600, what do you do? Would you be comfortable with that bottom line? And when I've asked people this in my live uh, conferences and live meetings, most people say they're not comfortable, but that's not an uncommon uh, calculation. So what do you think most people are doing if you're only having $600 left for the rest of the month? You got it. Most people are supplementing their lifestyles with credit cards. And as we talk more on lift off your finances, you'll hear me say that I don't think that credit cards are the devil, for lack of a better word. But you know what? You don't if you're using credit cards for your everyday living expenses, your your regular necessities, it's a bit out of balance. And so there's lots of things that you can do to trim that bottom line um, with the housing. A lot of people I love workshops where people give ideas. A lot of people have had roommates. Maybe you can move if you're in a rental situation. Um, the 
the, the car situation, transportation, there's also options there, too, in terms of changing the type of car you're using. Or There's different tips and resources that you can get for that. Many of those are available on my website. Again, it's myliftoff.net. That's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net. There's lots of resources there. And I also have a television program by the same name where you can hear that. We have the episodes um, available on the website as well. Um, but really, all of those things give you, those resources give you lots of ideas for how you can trim that. But why is knowing your bottom line so powerful? Well, one is simple to calculate. Um, how many times have you actually filled out those actual budget sheets? When I've done it and when I've talked to other people, they'll say, I got overwhelmed in the details and I never finished. Or it gets so detailed you feel like there's no way I'm going to be able to function without these things. So the bottom line, again, sum total of your housing expenses, sum total of your transportation expenses will give you that bottom line. And then when you know that, you can assess if you're um, in a place where you want to be financially. Usually when I ask people how is their financial health, they'll say general things like, oh, I'm good. Or they'll say, you know, I'm not so good. I owe all these student loans and I have these kids, you know, and those are real issues. But that's not really specifying what the numbers are and where you are. And as much as that could be intimidating, you have to know that. And I have found, remember, we're talking about God and our finances. Whenever you're specific, that's where you get a better result. So if you looked at that bottom line and you see, wow, I'm really in the red, and by the red, I mean I'm really way beneath where I need to be. That's good to know so that when you pray, you can pray specifically about what it is that you need. And I'll give you an example of, of how I know that to be true. Years before I started working at the bank, as I mentioned, I was I'm in a situation, not the only time, um, just to be completely transparent again, um, where I was in a financial bind. I was working a, in a busy career in media and I saw this program about Christian financial counseling. And so I said, I'm going to go there. They're going to help me, and I'm not going to be so stressed financially. So I went there, and it was a husband and wife team, and they were so kind. And um, they listened to everything, and I, they had me do that full budget sheet, the one I'm telling you about where you write down every single thing. And they said, okay, you turn this in. We'll analyze it, and we'll meet next week. So I went there just expecting to get this radical answer and basically, um, the wife turned to the husband and said, you know what? It's not that Tamara's mismanaging her money. She just doesn't have any. <laughs> and I'm like, well, newsflash, I, I knew that. And so he said, yeah, you're right. So um, it's not that you're mismanaging. You, you are just way, you don't bring in enough money to sustain even the basics. Because I had an apartment. Um, I had a car note that was very low. I just, it was tight. I wasn't making a lot of money. It was the truth. And so um, I remember that the husband said, all right, Tamara, what we're going to do is we need to pray. And I thought, I don't want to pray. I did not come here to pray. I came here to get some answers. And so, you know what? Th that was the best solution uh, to pray. Because when I prayed, the first thing it made me do was calm down. And it made me humble myself before God and say, you know what? I, I do need some help here. I don't necessarily know what to do. I have to work, and I'm just starting out. I was new in my career, so, so I don't quite know what to do, but please help me. So after that prayer, and I won't say immediately, but not too long after that, in the coming days, the days that followed, excuse me, um, I just had this real strong um, feeling inside of me to ask for a raise. And keep in mind, this is my first job. 
No one ever told me how to ask for a raise. I didn't even know that you could ask for a raise. You know, I didn't even know if that was allowed. But it was very strong on my heart. And so I said, okay, um, Lord, I'm going to pray about getting a raise. And so, again, this is why I'm saying it's good to know the numbers. The bottom line, well, I knew my bottom line expenses. I didn't call them that at that time, but that's what they were. I wrote down how much I was paying on my apartment. You know, it was an all bills paid situation, so that made it easy to calculate. And then I wrote down my um, my auto note and then my insurance, and I had the number and, and compared to what I was actually bringing in. And it was a situation, like I'm saying, like that upside down model where I was in the red even doing that. So I wrote down as I was praying, you know, God, what what would it look like for me to feel comfortable? You know, what would be a better situation for me? So I, I wrote it down in my prayer journal. You know, I thought if I make this amount of money, um, I think I'd be in a good shape. And it was about $10,000 more than what I was making. So I just um, put that in my prayer journal and, and just prayed about it. And then I just prayed for the courage to ask for a raise. So um, a few days later, I went to work and I requested to speak with um, my manager. And I said, you know, I'm really in a situation where I feel like I've been doing a good job and I want to ask for a raise. I forgot one part with that story. Part of the reason why I felt, you know, and, and motivated to ask for a raise was on top of me feeling that on the inside, I started hearing about new hires who came in with less experience than me. But because of when they started, they were making more money. And that bothered me as I was like, I'm a hard worker. I've been dedicated here for several years. Why would a new person come in and make more money than me? So I did ask my manager, you know, for the raise. I told her that. And she says, well, you all should not be discussing your salaries. And, you know, we were young. I mean, she was probably right. But I'm glad that we did because that even let me know, well, not only am I in the red, but I'm making less money than other people here. So I didn't tell her a dollar amount. I just simply said, I really want to be considered for a raise. And so two weeks later, she came back and said, guess what? You're going to get that raise. And that blew my mind. That was like a miracle from heaven. Like, I can't believe I asked for a raise off cycle and got one. And she said, you know, the reason why you're getting this raise is because, um, you know, the owner said that if people are not satisfied with their salaries, they should say something. And I want you all to keep that in mind. You know, as children of God, we, we are blessed with favor. And so because he is our father, what, number one, we don't have to be afraid to go to him and ask for help. But then secondly, we can be empowered. You know, you, you want to pray for wisdom about the timing and how, but we shouldn't be afraid to ask for anything that we desire or need. And so that principle stuck with me, too, and I hope it sticks out to you as well. But the even bigger miracle besides, you know, just getting this raise in the first place Remember, I never told her how much money I needed, but she offered me the exact same amount down to the penny that I wrote in my prayer journal. I mean, it still blows my mind today to even think about that. But it all started from knowing my bottom line without knowing that, you know, between, you know, my housing expenses, my transportation expenses, those two categories alone that I was in the red I would have never even thought to really pray to God and ask him to guide me and then even just dream out the box and write down what would make this right. And I think that that was an intentional lesson for me, one that, you know, encourages me today and one that I hope will encourage you as well. 
And so, again, my name is Tamara Hill. We're listening to Lift Off Your Finances. Um, I'm talking about the bottom line, which is a key uh, financial principle that I teach. But if you look at my website, myliftoff.net, that's M-Y-L-I-F-T-O-F-F.net, you can find a lot more information about the bottom line and other key financial principles. If you're just now kind of hearing me at the end, Lift Off Your Finances is based on two major principles, and that is biblical principles plus practical tips equal financial transformation. And it's that simple. I think that as Christians, we are so excited about the biblical principles, but you just can't pray the debt away. And then sometimes we get so eager to get rid of the debt that we start working on it, but don't include God in the process. And if we do that, we're leaving out the greatest force in the universe that can help us to really make a difference in our entire lives, not just our finances. So I hope that you have really enjoyed uh, today's first show. Um, I look forward to joining you weekly with different topics. Um, And there'll be a mix of education about, you know, the basics like we're talking about now, but also some current events and so and how they affect you uh, financially. And so I hope that you'll join me for those as well. I hope you'll go to myliftoff.net and share feedback about this program and others. Let me know of other ideas for shows that you'd like to hear. And let me know um, just about you in general. You know, are you here in Colorado? Are you in another uh, part of the country? I would love to get to know you and talk to you. And so I never want to leave without sharing a key uh, biblical principle. And this one for understanding your bottom line really goes to... um, Deuteronomy 8.18, which says that God has given us the ability to produce wealth. And then Ecclesiastes 5.18 through 20, that scripture tells us that not only does God give us the ability to obtain or produce wealth, he also gives us the ability to enjoy that wealth. And I want you to keep that in mind for yourselves, too, as you think about lift off your finances. So with that said, I'd like to close us out with a brief prayer and just say, Lord, thank you for this time together. I pray that everyone who's listening to me is inspired, not just by what I'm saying, but just inspired about who you are. You are exactly who you say you are, that you are the God of everything. You're the God of all and that you can do anything. All things are possible through you. And we mean that we know that you mean that through life and through our finances. So, Father, thank you for this time together. And I pray that those who are listening are blessed and encouraged through this information in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Tamara Hill with Lift Off Your Finances, and I sure do look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Bye-bye.